0: We also would love to connect with you on our social media, on Instagram and Twitter at KC Ottawa and Facebook at Facebook slash Kingdom Culture Ottawa. We pray that you would experience God today and be encouraged through today's message. Enjoy! Happy New Year's Eve, Kingdom Culture family. So glad that you joined us. I don't know if we've ever done a New Year's Eve Sunday, uh, at least online, um, to my knowledge. So welcome if you're here. Welcome. This probably will be the shortest online experience we've ever done in the history of online, probably the history of any Sunday type experiences. We want you to celebrate. I uh, hope you have a good, amazing, amazing Sunday. It's funny that this year both Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve fell on a Sunday. So we're like in the season of the eve, I guess. Hey, eh? what's what is that saying? And uh, moving into the day, it's like you know, you 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 go from. Darkness to light. I guess that's what's happening in 2024. But I do want to share a few things with you. We're going to take communion at the very end, and so if you have time, or and while you're watching right now, go ahead and get your communion elements. Get your your cup with whatever liquid choice you have uh, that is that that you choose, and get um, get some broken body pieces. Get some get a cracker or get a um, uh, some bread or whatever works for you. If you need gluten free or you want Oat free or whatever. It's all the same, I guess, at the end of the day. Get whatever you need to take communion at the end with us. Um, I want to share a little bit of a quick devotion style prophetic encouragement. I do believe that um, moving into the new year, we're going to be unpacking throughout, you know, I'd say probably the first eight weeks of the year, uh, unpacking some things that I feel like God wants us to highlight and is saying for the year. Um, We are going to continue on on some things that I stopped uh, in December. Some of the teaching that we were uh, really hitting, we're going to continue on in a lot of that. And there was actually one of the messages, uh, I think that was several, I think it was the last week, I want to say of November, um, we're going to actually continue a part two of that into the new year as well. So stay tuned for that. But And I'm excited for next week. It's going to be a very special Sunday online. We're still not back yet. It's January 7th. We're not back in person, but it's a special online experience. So you don't want to miss it. And special because of what is going to be shared. Um, so stay tuned for that as well. Anyways. I want to share, like I said, a little bit of a quick devotion to end the year, to start off the year strong. I, I was praying and um, this week, and I really felt the Lord speak very clear that this next year, see, ne- next year would be a season of firsts. F-I-R-S-T-S. Firsts, a season of firsts. You know, in life, we get into these ruts of doing the same thing over and over again. Um, you know, the definition of insanity, you've heard that you've heard it said like this many times probably is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Well, what if you do something brand new that you've never done before? I feel like 2024, God is calling us to enter into some firsts. And um, I believe that we're crossing a new metaphorical line in the spirit in this next chapter of our lives that we are are moving from living in a specific domain that we're used to and comfortable with and moving out of that and into a new one and so I would propose this that as you begin to process what God wants to do in your own life look for the new doors look for the new opportunities look for the new things the things that maybe make you feel uncomfortable I shared on New Year's Eve or on Christmas Eve sorry that, um, you know, the miraculous really is attracted to inconvenience. Inconvenience is the breeding ground for the miraculous. And I want to encourage you to do intentionally inconvenient things in 2024 that would feel like for the first time, feel like a bunch of firsts, things that would cause you to be stretched and pulled and um, would cause you to have to step out in ways you've never stepped out before. I believe that many of you are about to embark on a brand new race, so to speak. You're about to get into a race that you've never run before, a race that you've never raced in before. You're about to enter into a new stage and age and era of your life. And so I wanna really encourage a perspective in you of expectation, to have a perspective of expectation that the way you look at the new year, that you would have an expectation Because I believe there is going to be a little bit of a disruption in your life. And I'm prophesying to you right now a disruption, a disruption. Things will be disrupted in the new year, things will uh, come at you in a good way and in a bad way. And you know that not only, it's not always um, when God allows things to happen in our lives, it doesn't always feel good. Even when it feels bad, we know that God's goodness will be made manifest through it. If we allow his redeeming power, in, in those processes. And I just believe that there'll be just some disruption. Some of it will feel good. Some of it will feel bad, but all of it at some level will feel inconvenient. And just know that inconvenience will attract the miraculous. And this is the new race you're called to run. You're going to see some things in 2024 that you've never seen before. You're going to experience things that you've never experienced before. You're going to taste things that you've never tasted before, new experiences that you've never had before. God is going to give you the tools that you need to explore. I believe that many of you out there are gonna explore new territory, new spiritual territory. You're gonna, maybe it's a new job for you. Maybe it's a new opportunity in uh, a business uh, uh, venture. Maybe there's some new relationships out there that you're called to run with and walk with. And, and journey with in this next um uh next year of your life. I don't know what it is for you. Maybe it's moving. I don't know. Maybe it's a new house. There's new territory that God is gonna cause you to explore. And there's good it's gonna feel like it's firsts. It's a lot of firsts. A lot of firsts. It's like, you know, remember me. you know, all the married people out there. Maybe maybe you remember your first kiss, your first hug, your the first time you held hands with your spouse. I don't know. And you remember those moments. There's something about those firsts that you remember so much. You got, you know, your your first, you know, uh, hockey game that your dad ever took you to when you were a kid, and you remember those moments. They're milestone moments. I believe God is setting you up for some milestone first moments in this next year, because firsts are powerful. Firsts are important, and um, I think of, uh, of this because I don't believe that we're able to move into some stuff unless some old stuff dies. I was praying in the same context and I saw, I had a vision and I saw a coffin being lowered into the earth and I felt the Lord say, if we're going to move into these firsts, if we're going to move into and cross the line and and move into these new races that we're called to run in, we got to let some things go. We got to let some things die. We got to let some coffins be buried in the ground. Um, you know, coffins are n- were never meant to be above ground. I mean, of course, I'm sure there, there, are, there, are, there are cemeteries out there where uh, everything is above ground, but uh, I, I, I feel like we need to lower these things into the depths of the ground where we don't see them anymore. We have no access to them anymore. We let them go. I believe if we allow this to happen and we surrender some of these things in this next season, that we will come into a lot of firsts and the miraculous is gonna take place. I think of Genesis chapter four. I was praying and I felt like the Lord led me to the Genesis chapter four as a, the beginning. Of course, Genesis is the first book of the Bible. And uh, it's one of the first times we see offerings uh, depicted and defined about offering something to God. In Genesis chapter four, verse one, now Adam had sexual relations with his wife, Eve, and she became pregnant. When she gave birth to Cain, she said, with the Lord's help, I have produced a man interesting, isn't it? I produced a man. Of course, of course, uh, with the Lord's help, you know, like there was no one-on-one on, on how to make babies back then. <laughs> I love it. With the Lord's help, I have produced a man. Later, she gave birth to his brother and named him Abel. So you have Cain and you have Abel. When they grew up, Abel became a shepherd while Cain cultivated the ground. When it was time, verse three, when it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift. To the Lord. So Cain, the elder brother, presented some of his crops, some of his harvest, some of his blessings, some of his, let's say, gifts and resources to the Lord, presented it to the Lord. Abel, also, the younger brother, Abel also brought a gift, the best portions, very different than some. We have some, and now you have the best portions of the firstborn lambs from his flock. There's something about the first, so powerful. The first, he didn't bring some of his crops, leftovers, lazy leftovers. Abel brought the best pick, the best portions of the first born lambs from his flock. Now, of course, this is prophetic in nature. It speaks to the future of the coming Messiah, Jesus being the firstborn lamb that was slain before the foundation of the the world, which was the greatest sacrificial offering ever given to humanity, right? And I won't go there. This is not a preach. This is more of a devotional type prophetic encouragement to end 20, 2023 and, and, and enter 2024. So here we have uh, the firstborn lamb from his flock, Abel, presented to the Lord. It says here, the Lord accepted Abel and his gift. Because here's the thing, the gift is a reflection of the man. The gift is a reflection of the person. And so when we give a gift to God, if it's our best, it speaks to who we are. People can tell if you give someone your lazy leftovers, you give someone the leftovers on your leftovers on your plate. You know, versus the whole plate, it's a very different statement of who you are. Here, I had my fill. You can have what doesn't matter to me. Other, other, you know, in another way of looking at it. It's like if I give you a full plate of my all my food, I didn't even eat yet. Here's the food. That's like, wow, what a sacrifice! You didn't even get to eat. Like this is pure generosity. There's honor. In that, and so here, uh, Abel uh, and his gift were accepted, but he did not accept Cain and his gift. This made Cain very angry, and he looked dejected. I think a lot of us, in the previous season, we've not brought our best to the table. We've not brought our best to the table in our businesses, our jobs, in our vocations in our families, and our relationships. And we become angry, dejected. We've looked at the world and say, you don't know what I've been through and why is my marriage falling apart? Why is my family not succeeding? Why is my job, why am I not being promoted? Well, I would propose that maybe it's because you've not brought your best. Maybe it's because you, somewhere in your heart, you brought your second best. Somewhere in your heart, you said, you know what? I'm not gonna try. Somewhere in your heart, you said, I'm not gonna put my all in. I just believe this, when you're all in in anything, you extract the best results. Uh, of course, if you're in the wrong job and you're you know living in disobedience, you shouldn't be where you are. You know you're probably not going to produce very many good results. But if you're where you're supposed to be and you're not producing the good results you're called to produce, I believe maybe it's because you're not all in, bringing your best, Cain was angry. He was dejected. I think a lot of us have felt like Cain in seasons where we're just angry with the world. We feel like we're just not moving ahead. Like what's wrong? Well, I believe it's because we're not bringing our best. The Lord asks him, why are you so angry? The Lord asked Cain, why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you do what is right. Otherwise, in other words, you can change this, this dynamic. Like you're not in trouble forever at this point. Like you can change your route. You will be accepted if you do what is right, but if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you, but you must subdue it and be its master. Don't let it master you. Don't let your anger control you. Don't let your insecurity control you. Don't let the situation at hand control you. Do what is right. If you want to shift gears, do what is right, bring your best. Cain did not do that, and of course, you know, the story, uh, you know, very soon after, Cain ended up getting really jealous of Abel and killed Abel. Now, what a horrible story, not encouraging at all. Uh, You're like, what does this have to do with, uh, you know, this idea of the first and new? I just believe in this season that the first, some of the opportunities that you're about to move into in 2024 are going to make way For great breakthroughs in your life, I believe God is looking for you to walk into the firsts in your life in 2024. And as you do, it's you're gonna feel this new affirmation of like I am in the right place at the right time, doing what I'm supposed to be doing. But you got to accept the inconvenience. It was inconvenient probably for Abel to bring his best. Inconvenient for uh, Abel to bring his firstborn lambs. Convenient for Cain to bring his lazy leftovers, very convenient. But we know that inconvenience is the breeding ground for the miraculous. There is a miraculous release, I believe, over your life in 2024 as you bring your best. And as you bring your best, it's a sign. I believe as you bring your best, it's like bringing and moving into the firsts of your life, the firsts that God presents to you in your life, the opportunities that are at hand. When you bring your best these moments, I believe that you're setting yourself up for greatness in the next season. I love what Hebrews chapter 11, verse 4 says, By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Some of the firsts that you're going to move into in this next season are going to feel like sacrifice. They're going to feel hard. They're going to feel inconvenient. But God loves Inconvenience. He loves what God, he loves what He's able to do in your heart when you embrace inconvenience. He offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than King, through which He obtained witness that He was righteous, God testifying of His gifts. And through it, He being dead still speaks. Wait a minute. His sacrifice and His offering of the firsts, His ability to move into something first, His ability to do the first thing right actually still speaks today. It speaks to legacy. It speaks to his reputation. There are things that you're going to do in this next season. that I believe are going to speak to future generations. There are things that you're going to do in this season, things that you're going to give in this season, things that you're going to sacrifice in this season, things that you're going to move into that feel like firsts, that I believe will speak to future generations. The fact that his blood, the fact that his act of sacrifice still speaks to us today, the Hebrew writer writes. And this was like, thousands of years later, and now thousands of years later, we're reading it and it's still speaking to us. The sacrifice of humanity, all throughout history, speaks to future generations. Of course, the ultimate sacrifice, Jesus Christ, sacrificing himself on a cross over 2,000 years ago, resurrecting from the dead, still speaks to us every day of our life. If you're a believer in Jesus, it speaks, it's the very cornerstone of our faith and our life spiritual journey. And so, I want to encourage all of us in this chapter in this 2024 season what are you going to move into what are you going to do that's first that's like like a first what are you going to do for the first time what are you going to offer God in your best the best way possible what are you going to do in 2024 that I believe will speak to a future generation ask God that question what is it maybe as a grandparent you're like okay and I got to step up my game I got to step up my game and setting up foundation for my grandkids I got to set up step up my game spiritually I got to step up my game maybe you're you just got a brand new job finally got the promotion step up your game giving God your best giving God your first giving God your best in everything within that job including him in the decisions including him in your job making him a priority in that job maybe it's going to set you up and it's going to speak something it's going to declare something to the future generations that are going to come after you I don't know what it is for you But I just know that I believe that we're moving into a new race, many of us, that we're going to experience a lot of firsts, but we got to let some things go. Let some things die. Let some fears die. Insecurity. If Cain had just let his fear die of maybe not having enough, maybe that's what it was. We don't know why. Why didn't he offer his best? Why didn't he offer the firstborn? Why didn't he give God his best? I don't know. But I believe many of us maybe are stopped because of fear, insecurity. What if we don't have enough and we give God our lazy leftovers and therefore we miss opportunities in life? And so I just believe that God is going to do an amazing thing in 2024. I want to pray as we move into communion here and just a few moments after communion, I want to pray for us to exit 2023 in the best way possible. So if you have your communion uh, elements out, you have your body, your broken body and your your wine or your whatever drink you chose, get it ready. We're going to take communion. Of course, I always like to read the passage where Paul recounts the story of communion with Jesus and his disciples at the Last Supper in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 to 25. It says, for I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces. He broke it Boom, he broke this in pieces. Symbolizes the broken body of Jesus to heal our brokenness in our body. He breaks the body, he says, This is my body given for you. It's given over to you to heal your body. Do this in remembrance of me. Do this. Remember my sacrifice. Remember what I did so that you can bring yourself back into faith and receive why I did what I did. That's a miracle in your body, healing in your body, wholeness in your body, restoration in your physical body. Verse 25, in the same way he took the cup of wine after supper saying, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people. An agreement confirmed with my blood. Covenants were always made by blood, the spilling out of blood. It was made and confirmed by blood. This covenant, this new covenant, this better covenant, more glorious covenant than the old covenant was made by his blood spilling out on the cross. He says, do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. Every time we do this act, we are experiencing something supernatural. It's not a symbolic thing that we do. Yeah, maybe the the, the wine is is symbolic of his blood. We're not literally drinking physical human blood. We're not literally eating physical human bubbling flesh, you know, with fat tissue. We're not, but but it, it in essence, in the spiritual essence of what we're doing, there is a supernatural exchange that happens. We may not, it may look like wine, it may look like a cracker, but the inner essence has been altered because it's supernatural, it's spiritual, just like us. I may look like Sean. I may look the same physically. When when I gave my life to Jesus, I may look the same physically, but my inside changed. I became a new creation in Christ. I became born again, John 3, verse 3. Something inside of me woke up to the reality because it was dormant. It was hidden in darkness. It woke up to the reality of who I am in Christ and what Christ did for me. And so this is what happens when we do communion. Like This is not just a cracker. This is not just wine. We are engaging in something spiritual and supernatural. Uh, You know, some call this transubstantiation. Uh, And I I actually believe, like it's all throughout scripture, we are a transubstantiated being, which literally means although the outward appearance looks the same, the inward essence has changed. That's why Jesus in Mark chapter 6 could feed, and Mark chapter 8 could feed 5,000 people, 4,000 people with a few loaves and a few fish. Why? Because Even though they only had a few loaves and a few fish, when they prayed and gave thanks, just like Jesus did here, they released something in the spirit, the inner essence of those loaves changed. And all of a sudden now, those loaves had thousands of loaves within the loaves. So as they passed it out, it would multiply, it would increase. They they, they could feed thousands of people. It would have been over 20,000 people they fed, fed with just a few loaves. How is that possible? It's not possible. It's a miracle. Right? Well, this right here, this is this is miraculous in nature. When we take communion, it's miraculous in nature because we're accepting and reminding ourselves of the broken body, what it did for our body, and the spilled out blood, what it did for us, for the forgiveness of sin. And so, God, we thank you for your body, we thank you for your blood, and we pray today for healing in our body. Set us free. God, we pray, we pray we come against cancer today, that you would heal cancer that you would heal tumors, that you would heal scar tissue in people's bodies, that you would restore ligaments and limbs in Jesus' name, that you would restore organs, God, kidneys, livers, and hearts today, brains, God, rewire the brain. I pray that you would bring balance where there's imbalance. God, I pray that you would restore the body in such a way that the pain in their body would leave even right now as, as I'm speaking in Jesus' name. Let your healing power come over everybody's body, listening right now, restoring their body. We thank you, God, for forgiveness. We're reminded today that we have been forgiven past, present, and future. And we thank you, God, that you've forgiven us one time on a cross over 2,000 years ago. That no more sacrifice for sins is left. Just one time. You did it once. And so we thank you. We partner again with that one time that you said you've. it's been done. It's been finished. You've forgiven us for our sin. You have re- repaid our sin debt that we could never pay. And so we thank you. We confess, God, all of our shortcomings, all the things that we know we're missing it on, God. And we accept the fact that we've been forgiven again in Jesus name, God. So thank you for healing. Thank you for forgiveness, God. We pray that in Jesus name that you would do a miraculous thing in 2024. God, we pray that you would blow our minds with all kinds of new things, God, that you would disrupt the ordinary and bring us into the extraordinary in Jesus' name. God, we thank you for what you're about to do in 2024. It's a year of firsts, a year of new beginnings in so many ways for so many people, a year where we're going to explore areas of life that we've never explored, experience experiences that we've never experienced. God, thank you that you're calling us to run a new race, that you're going to give us what we need to run that race in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's take it. Amen. Amen. Kingdom Culture, I think that was the quickest, I think anyways, quickest uh, Sunday online experience ever. Hope you have an amazing, amazing New Year's Eve. Be safe. We'll see you in the new year. Join us online next week, January 7th. It's going to be a powerful time. And then back in person, January 14th.